hand, we thank you for blood flow, open vein vessels and arteries. The activities of our limb. Father God, we're here because we are thankful, Father God. And we see and say, whatever you're doing today, don't do it without us. If you can use anything, if you can use anybody. I see a bunch of people here this morning, Father God, say use them. Give them another chance. Help them. Save them. Sanctify them, Lord God. We pray for the angel of the house, the under-shepherd, Lord God. Oh, that you will continue supplying and meeting his need, Father God, for strengthening him and crowning his head with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Father God, and his wife and his family, Lord God. Father God, we thank you for the doors of the church that's open, Lord God. We thank you for that right now, Father God, because we hear some churches are still closed. Some churches are closing back up because of COVID. But we bind and we rebuke that devil, that demon, and that disease in the name of Jesus. These doors will be open and we will show up in the name of Jesus. We're going to show up and we're going to show out because of you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, praise the Lord. Everybody stand on your feet and give God some praise in the house. And if you're joining, go ahead and praise God right where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands like this. Come on. The train of his robe feel the temple, yeah. And day and night, the angels proclaim, and they say, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was in his hands to come. Help us sing it this morning. Be exalted. King of heaven, be glorified, and all creation testifies that you're the Lord. Come on, everybody, clap it on hand like this, yeah. That haven't heard you this morning. Yeah. The elders cast down their crowns, and the angels bow down. Help me say this: As it is in heaven, we repeat the sound. Yeah, yeah. That sound will never get tired. Yeah, I'm so glad it will never grow old.
praise the Lord. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. What a blessing to be able to honor God in this area of our life. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, said if you're willing and if you're obedient you will eat the good of the land I hope that I don't have to prove to you that there is a lot of good in the land called USA Some people have been blessed, even in the midst of pandemic, even in the midst of inflation. America is making millionaires. If you don't believe me, you're a very smart person. Just go home and Google how many millionaires been born new in America this year. You'll be shocked. So God is working miracles. But for those of us who are children of God, the formula that God gave us is simple. You've got to be willing. Not everybody is willing to be blessed. And you've got to be obedient. There are a truckload of people who are willing, but they're not obedient. Well, Reverend, obedient to what? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. The Bible says when it comes to this area of your life finances, bring ye all the tithes to the storehouse. And God said, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. Goodness gracious, I feel like shouting already. <laughs> and pour out a blessing that there will not be enough room for you to receive. One of my friends in Augusta, Georgia, he said, No, I stopped preaching tithes. He said, What do you think, Brother Joy? I said, Every man for himself but this much I can tell you I try him <laughs> I found out God's word is true I raised my case now if you want to go on on your own theories no problem with me you had no fight out of me but God gives you opportunity to test him and see for yourself. So you don't have to take the preacher's word. See for yourself. If God will not open the windows of heaven. And pour out a blessing. And he said there would not be enough room for you to receive. Let me encourage you to serve the Lord. In the area of your finance. It is a proven fact. Even non-Christians got it. 
that if you give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. There's something called a running over anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know about you. I want that. Not occasionally. Every day of my life. David was walking in that anointing. David said, my cup. <laughs> so that's a witness. So learn to obey God. Obedience is what births blessing. In this church, you have many opportunities to give. And we're also letting you know what we are doing with the resources. So, and you can see it for yourself. So you cannot say, why they just talk, 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 they never do nothing. You see, but not in this place. In fact, you talk too much about that. An angel might slap you for lying. I say yes and amen to that. <laughs> Just, that's what we call the rod of correction. <laughs> so we encourage you to give for the glory of God. You can give right here through our ushers ministry. And if you're not here, you're live streaming, you can go to our website. And there is opportunity to give online. And also, if, you, if you're not into technology that much, you can just text. Everybody know how to text. Even I think the dogs in, the, in home know how to text now. All you need to do is just follow a simple instruction and text. And then we have a church app right now. It's just one, one, one button press, and you're in. So you and me have no excuse not to give. And remember what the Lord said. If you're willing, and you're obedient, and let me add to you, if you're tired of struggling, obedience births blessing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. The church at Philippa wanted to give, but they lack opportunity. Until Apostle Paul said, nah, you have an opportunity to give. Them. Thank you for this great nation. You gave us the resources, and you gave us the opportunity. Holy Spirit, I pray that you touch the hearts of men and women. Help us to see with our own eyes. Put it in our spirit, man, that we will be sowers and givers. I pray, oh God, that people will come from east and west, north and south to behold the glory of God in this house. I thank you for increase for every giver. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers are coming. The choir will minister. Let's give.
the Lord. I tell you, homegirl can sing. God is able. <laughs> I raise my kids. We are so grateful to all of our guests that are here. We thank you, those of you who are live streaming with us this morning, whether you're local or statewide or national or international. We appreciate the opportunity to worship and fellowship with you. For those of you who are in the house, if you are visiting for the first time, will you please let me see your hand. We just want to celebrate you and thank God for all of you. Amen. We're grateful. Anybody else? We are so grateful, grateful, grateful. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I am pleased to report that we are training more than 20 people to serve as deacons and deaconesses in this church. I am excited, excited about what God is going to do in this house. I told them that our churches must do two things to grow. Only two things. That's how simple the Bible is. You must proclaim the word. It's say, feed my sheep. And then you must care for the people. You wonder why we're having all these many deacons. We want to improve in our caring for the people. We don't want nobody to say, I came, I joined, nobody care about me. So God is up to something. I'm excited about what God's going to do through these men and women in the church. The more they help us to care for people, the more people will come and stay. I don't want to hang around people who don't care for me either. So I thank God for deacons. In the New Testament, when they care, for the widows, they care for the hungry, they care for those who are in need. Guess what happens to the church? Boom! <laughs> the church take up. <laughs> I just want to bless all the men and women of God listening. It's not difficult at all to grow any church. I thank God for them and please continue to lift them up in your prayer because they offered to serve and that's not a light thing I want to thank God for our choir this morning we appreciate your ministry amen every time I come into the house and the choir is full that tells me that's a department that get it together and let them serve as an example to the rest of us we have 58 ministries. Many of them are still giving me excuses why they cannot grow. They will say, we are coming. I said, no, you did. <laughs> That's what it is. Any living thing grows. The church is a living organism. So 
And the easiest way to spread the word is to use your mouth. Just invite people. Every study is showing that the unchurched will come if they are invited. But only 2% of the body of Christ are inviting anyone. That is so sad, you know. So I encourage you, don't just come to church. Invite somebody. Tell your co-workers. Tell your children. See, I came this morning. I got a bunch of my children at home. They're sleeping now. But they better. <laughs> Come 10 o'clock, they better be here. Because we will have a come to Jesus meeting. But how can you sleep all night with your spouse and then you leave him behind? So you should love your loved ones enough to invite them to go to heaven with you. Invite your friends. If the kids come home to visit, uh, Daddy, what, what can I do for you? We're going to church. Amen. I learned that simple lesson from Deacon Pete Johnson. He would leave all of his family to come to the house of God. I will never forget that. Serving the Lord pays. <laughs> Don't let your friends, your children keep on making excuses. Excuses. Why they can't serve God. And then you let, let it slide. And then you tell me, Pastor, I'm praying for them. No. Faith without work is dead. You got to confront every devil in your house. Amen. <laughs> Even on the job. Want to have a meeting with me? I said, no, we're going to have devotional period. They roll their eyes at me. I roll my eyes at them. Silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have, I give to you. Jesus work. Hallelujah. Amen. We are grateful for the faithfulness of this choir. I pray that God will increase you more and more. Amen. Yes, yeah, all right to clap. Praise the Lord. I want all of the young people that are going back to school, I want you all to stand. I want to pray with you. If you are a, Look at that. Look at that. Amen. Hallelujah. We are so proud of you. I thank God for you. I'm excited about what God's going to do for you and through you. Always remember who you are in Christ. You are the light of this world. You are a city that is set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. I wish you could see my heart. You are the most important member in my book in this church. Education is non-negotiable. And God will go with you. Amen. I am so certain of it that no weapon 
form of fashion against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up, we're not going to give the devil a chance. We will condemn it. Yes, indeed. We're on our knees every day for your protection, for your security, for your success. You're going to stand out among your peers. Amen. One of my greatest joy in this church is to see young people blossom in various careers. And they come home and say, Pastor, I thank you. You said I can do it. I believe in you. And so do God. I want those of you adults, if you're next to any of these young people, stand up and put your hand on them. Amen. Uh, one of my pastors, come, come here, pastor. Come pray for them. Hallelujah. Just, just use your, your hand. We believe in laying of hand. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, indeed. To God be the glory. Amen. Yes, sir. Pastor, pray for us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First of all, we're not going to just take for granted that you know Jesus. Amen. So the first thing we want to do is get us all in right standing with the Lord. Bow your heads. Repeat after me. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, forgive me of my sins. I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord. Now feel me to the, with the Holy Ghost to overflowing. Thank you, Lord. Now let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over these children, Father God. We decree and declare that no harm will come to them in the name of Jesus. We arrest every demonic spirit in Jesus' name from operating against them. Uh, Father God, the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally. So, Father, we ask that the wisdom of God rest upon them this entire school year in the name of Jesus. They'll be first in their class. They'll be the head, Father God, and not your tail. We thank you right now in advance, God, in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah. Wow, everybody stand, let's walk around, say hello to somebody. Thank them for being in church today. Just love on them. Celebrate one another.
God. Open your Bible to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 12. We're going to read three verses verses 21 through verse 23. I am so glad and so honored to see all my pastors here. We are grateful. Pastor Tinney, Pastor Edison. Notice I didn't just say reverend, I said pastor. Hallelujah. It's good to be blessed. Ezekiel chapter 12 verses 21 through verse 23. Let me encourage you to pay attention this morning. We're going to do what we call spiritual warfare. So it's for your own good to pay attention. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel? And the proverb says, The days are prolonged, and every vision failed. Tell them, therefore, Thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease. And they shall have no more, no more use for this kind of proverb. But from now on, say unto them, the days are at hand. And the effect of every vision is here. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither, flowers may fade. But we know that your word will stand forever. Holy Spirit, use your servant to proclaim it. Help your people to hear it. And to comprehend what thus says the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. We say have your way in this house. It is so. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you. On how to break. The spirit of delay in your life. How to break the spirit of delay in our lives. In the passage I just read to your hearing, the Bible said there is a proverb in Israel. You know from time to time I will share with you, I will say this is a proverb in Africa. Now the Bible is calling your attention to a proverb in Israel. And what is that proverb? It tells you the Israelites believe that their days are going to be prolonged. Amen. The Israelites also believe 
that their vision shall fail. So now, what you're hearing is that they have a proverb that celebrates a spirit of delay. Now God show up. God said, I will make this proverb to cease. In other words, the mindset of delay, the acceptance of delay in your life, in my life, God said, it shall be no more. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Then God concluded in that passage that your days is at hand. In other words, your days will manifest. He said, likewise, your visions will come to pass. God himself said, I will stop every spirit of delay in your ranks. There are marriages that has been delayed. You know in your spirit, man, you want to get married. You're believing God for it, but it's been delayed. Ladies and gentlemen, there are employment that has been delayed. Believe it or not, there are opportunities. If you have to go around the house, opportunities that you're believing God for, but it has been delayed. For some people, it's getting too long to find a job. For some people, it's getting too long to get a baby, a child. That's why I say pay attention. I don't have no salmonate or feel-good salmon today. For some people, they've been working all their life, but their financial stability has been delayed. God said to you and me this morning, no more delays. Open your mouth, shout amen. The reason why I ask you to shout amen is because no one likes delay. If you're waiting on the bus, the city bus, and the bus don't show up on time, is frustrating. Nobody likes delay. Lately, you go to various airports, people are frustrated when their flight is being delayed. Am I telling the truth this morning? My wife and I, we decided to go to Houston, Texas. We really don't have nothing there. We just decided to ride on the train. So we drove to Lafayette. True story. And the train don't show up. It was delayed. I said, man, this was not a good date in the neighborhood. It was frustrating to me. Nobody liked delays. The Bible is full of examples of people 
who witness or experience delay in their life. In the book of Luke chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, Peter said, we have toiled all night. And we caught nothing. See, victory was delayed. It's frustrating. Mary and Martha, in the book of St. John chapter 11, verse 3 to verse 6, their brother got sick. His name is Lazarus. Am I still in the book? They sent for Jesus. And the Bible said, Jesus was delayed. You know what happened as a result of that delay? Lazarus died. Am I still in the book? I'm just giving you examples of people who have been through delays. In the book of Genesis, chapter 21, God promised Abraham and Sarah, I will bless you with a child. You'll be amazed how many people are believing God for a newborn baby. But it's been delayed. So we need to break that spirit of delay. Abraham waited 25 long years. That's why the Bible say in Genesis chapter 21 verse 1 concerning Sarah, the Lord returned and visited Sarah just as he has spoken before. So it is possible to break a spirit of delay. The book of Psalms, chapter 6, verse 3, the Bible says, My soul is fixed. Oh Lord, how long do I have to deal with this mess? The book of Psalms, chapter 13, verse 1, it says, How long will you hide your face from me? These are people, human beings like you and me, who had to deal with delay. The book of Psalms, chapter 35, verse 17 says, How long will it take for you to rescue me? I've been trapped for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, this problem of delay is serious. The book of Psalms, chapter 74, verse 9, the people of God cried out and said, there's no signs. There are no prophets. How long will you leave the, the nation empty? They're dealing with the issue of delay. How long? Psalm 89, verse 46 says, Lord, how long will you hide your face from us? Today, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy as a man of God, the power of delay shall be broken in your life in the name of Jesus. The power of delay, I break every 
symptom of delay in your house, in your ministry, in your business, in your family, in the name of Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. We don't serve a dead God. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He will always be the same. So I say to you, every power delaying your prophecy, every power attacking your purpose, every power contending with the plan and purpose of God in your life, we break that demon right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I say with confidence, we break every power that is messing with our blessing. So for everything that has prolonged the miracles of Almighty God in your life, we break that chain right now. Today there is an expiration date for every curse in my life, in your life, they will be here no more in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, break every chain. You don't need to put up with it. You don't need to get used to it. You serve a God that makes everything possible. Even the things that are impossible with men of God. It is possible with God. Ladies and gentlemen, please permit me to say right quick. There's a difference between a spirit of delay and defined process. So you have to make sure you recognize the difference. Because some things that you and I are going through is part of divine process. But then there is a spirit of delay. Let me give you an example. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He was only 12 years old. And he was in the church. Baffling the minds of lawyers and doctors. A 12 year old. Meets them toe to toe. Answering their questions. Everybody was shocked. But if you read your Bible right after that, you don't hear anything about Jesus for 18 years. Now, if you're not careful, you would think that it's a delay. But that's a defined process. Are you still here? It looks like delay, but it's really defined process. God was preparing him you will hear him say, my time has not come. So watch out for whatever is going on in your life. You have to ask yourself the question, is this a spirit of delay? Or is this part of defined process? Let me suggest to you, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you serve God, you cannot ignore this thing called divine process. You must be tested. 
you must be proven before God honor you. Any success that has no proving it, it will not last. What you see me do today is a product of 20 something years. There is a process that you go through. You just don't come out of the woodwork and say, yeah, I'm a bishop. Where have you been? What do you know? There is a defined process. At times, God's process may come like a delay. But he's really preparing you. But there is something called a spirit of delay. It's different from that. This defined process is important because many people become a failure in life. Why? Because we live in a generation where we won't result without process. I even see it among ministers. They want it to happen now. And they're going round and round and round in circle. I've seen it in the life of young people. There's a reason why we make you go to kindergarten and elementary and junior high and high school and college before we give you a real diploma. It takes time to succeed. Many people are in jail today because they want to jump the hoop. It takes time to succeed. It takes time to be great. It takes time for you to manifest. You must be willing to go through the law of defined process. Just think about it. If you have never cried before, how will you be able to wipe the tears of the face of somebody crying? Define process. Ladies and gentlemen, think about it. If you've never failed in anything, how are you going to be able to minister to somebody? Who is going through? That's why my boss Andrew say, "I thank God for my mountains. I even thank God for all the valleys I've been through." He said, "I thank God for every storm. Not some of them, every storm." Brother, why will you be happy for storm? He said, if I never had a problem, I would never know that I serve a God who can solve my problem. I would never fully comprehend what faith in God could do. So he said, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. I learned to depend upon his word defined process. But that's different from delay. 
So what is delay? I'm glad you asked. See, I just go to the dictionary. I say, tell me, what is delay? And the dictionary said, delay is when your blessing is late. Delay is when your prayer is slow in getting resolved. Delay is when something you believe in God for is deferred. What is delay? Delay is when you witness postponement after postponement by something or by someone. Let me give you an example. God said to Abraham, he said, you need to know your children will become strangers in a, in a land for 400 years. That's in your Bible. The book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 13. You see, get ready for it. Your children will be strangers in another land and they will be stuck there for how long? 400 years. Then you go to the book of Exodus chapter 12 verse 40. The Bible says Israel dwelt in Egypt land for 430 years. I said, wait a minute. God said 400. How do 400 become 430? Delay. Why is that a delay? Because we know in Titus chapter 1 verse 2, he said, God cannot lie. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 18, we said it's impossible for God to lie. So when God said 400, it's 400. If you see 401, you're going through a spirit of delay. One of my favorite scriptures that you see me coach here so often, Numbers 23 verse 19, he said, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should make up story. If he says something, he will do it. If he make a promise, he will make it good. So when he said, 400 years you're going to be gone. But now we see it took 430 years. The spirit of delay had kicked in. And I come by here to tell you, it's never God's will for his plan and purpose for your life to be delayed. Never. So why are we going through delays sometimes? Because there are powers. There are principalities that are fighting the plan of God, the purpose of God in your life. So today in the name of Jesus,
I came not to give you a sweet, feel-good sermon. I came to arrest every demonic forces that is holding up your treasure, holding up the plan and purpose of God in your life. In the precious name of Jesus, you don't have to put up with a lot of this mess. Everything that is in the way of fulfillment of the prophecy of God in your life. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, there shall be no more. There shall be no more. There shall be no more. So my assignment today is to address what is it that is manifest manipulating your purpose? What is it that is triggering a spirit of delay in our life? Today I speak as an oracle of God. Every prophecy over your life, every prophecy over your children's life, every prophecy over your family life, it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Open your mouth, shout amen. So, brother pastor, I get it. What do I do when I'm facing a spirit of delay? I finally got to my psalm. What do you do when you're facing a spirit of delay? Number one, keep your eyes on the prize. Did you hear what I said? I was supposed to be speaking somewhere before the NAACP state convention. And I was doing my research over the years how the NAACP was formed and all the activities, all their success. And I never will forget that experience. The whole place exploded. Some of you are there with me. Because their own history showed every time they fight, they win. So I cancel all my sermon and I zoom in. I say, if you find yourself losing, it's because you never fight. The whole place exploded. It was, then I walked them through every year from the time the organization was formed. To see how our forefathers, how they fought in court, they fought on the street, they fought in the city hall, and every time they fight, they win. So don't don't come to me with all these excuses why you cannot make it, why you cannot succeed. If you fail, it's on you. And one of the things I discovered in my research was all the Negro spirituals. And I go from song to song to song, trying to understand what is the meaning of this song? Why is this one written? Who wrote it and why? And one of the songs I discover, he said, keep your eyes on the prize. And hold on. That's right, sister. 
If you are faced with a spirit of delay, the first thing you need to do, don't get distracted. Keep your eyes on the price. Look beyond your now. Winners never quit. But quitters never win. Are you listening to me? I wish I can tell you how many times I failed in this Christian journey. But I'm still standing. Your focus should be on what you're believing God for. Are you all still here? Number two, while you are in your delay, look out for divine guidance. God is in the business of leading and guiding his children. Even while you are facing delay, God wants to speak to you. He wants to give you guidance. So you have to learn to trust God with all your heart. Don't lean onto your own understanding. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That's right, Pastor. He shall direct. Not he may direct. He shall direct your path. There's a difference between the two. If you don't believe me, talk to all these lawyers. I see, I see spears back there. All these lawyers in the house, they will tell you God is in the business. Of guiding his children. Look out for divine guidance. Don't focus too much on your environment. Don't focus too much on your condition. Look to the hills from whence come at your head. All of your help come from the Lord. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will speak to you, even in your delay. That he will open the eyes of your understanding. Number three, you need to learn to make demand for termination of your delays. Too many Christians, we are putting up with it. But there's something in you as a child of God. That say if you speak to your mountain, your mountain will be removed. When you see that there is a delay going on, you believe in God for your own child, and everybody else is celebrating their own children but you. There's no time to be religious. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the talent. You have to make mad. Are you still here? If you don't believe me, read the book of Daniel chapter 9. Beginning from verse 2. Daniel was a young man. But Daniel read the Bible and he found out that prophet Jeremiah had prophesied that because of the sin of Israel, that they're going to be going to captivity 
in Babylon for 70 years. Just like I was telling you the research I did about the NWACP. I wasn't here, but knowledge is power. You can study, you can read, you can find out. This young man read that there was a prophet before him named Jeremiah who had prophesied because Israel was messing up. Yes, they will be defeated and yes, Jerusalem will be destroyed and God's people will be taken into captivity for 70 years. But he discovered that they have been in captivity for more than 70 years. Guess what that young man did? He began to make demand. Lord, you said in your word, 70 years, not 78. Sometimes when you're witnessing a spirit of delay, messing with your marriage, messing with your family, messing with your children, and you can tell this is not from God. What you need to do is to begin to make spiritual demand. Amen, somebody. Say, for example, you can say, Lord, it's time for me to be married. I've done my best. I try to keep myself pure. I try not to run the street. I try to believe you for a miracle. I try to pray. Lord, I'm sick and tired of being single. You're making a demand on the anointing. Maybe you've been working two, three jobs and you're still struggling financially. You have every right to go before God and make demand. Lord, I'm sick and tired of struggling financially. I'm sick and tired of having to beg for money. I'm not lazy. I'm working. I'm trying my best. You said the righteous are not going to be forsaken. They are seen never before. Why? Why me? And guess what you see? Every time you make demand based on the scripture, God always answers. I wish I could just spend time with you and walk you through the scripture. That's why I say I don't come today trying to be nice or trying to impress nobody. There's something called spiritual warfare. And for the sake of time, let me tell you one something else you need to do. You need to make sure, I don't know if this is number four, three or what. You need to connect with a prophetic voice. There ought to be somebody in your life that can speak to your life. And say, in the name of Jesus Christ. It took a prophet to tell a woman, say, by this time next year, 
one of the problems with the body of Christ, you're operating with no prophetic voice in your life. The Bible says, believe God so that you can be established. Believe his prophets so you can prosper. Many of you chose to be in poverty because you never believed the man or the woman of God in your own life. And the louder they speak, the more you ignore it. And so you watch others being blessed while you are stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the word of God for yourself. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13, talking about Israel. He said, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. The Lord did it, but it's through a voice. There's got to be somebody in your life. That's why I tell people all the time. Why will you have a pastor you don't believe in? Find you another church. We can use your space. There ought to be somebody in your life that can speak the truth and say it's going to rain. And you better go get your umbrella. Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare your delay is over. Are you listening to me? I say, if I be a man of God, your delay is over in the name of Jesus. Whatever you believe in God for, it shall come to pass. All this waiting game is over. Greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the whole world. God wants to show himself strong in your life. Somebody is in jail right now. One of my deacons went to, with me. We went to a place called Angola. I really didn't know how to get there. The deacon got lost. So I said, you're on your own, brother deacon. You drive and figure it out while I'm taking a nap. That's exactly what I did. But I don't know how he made it. But when we got there, I was shocked. When we go from place to place and we see all these precious images, and they're telling me I'm their pastor. And I've never met them in my life. How can you call me your pastor? And they begin to tell me the sermons I preach. The words that I proclaim. And then we run into another truckload of them. They were ministers. They have their own churches on campus. And then they were telling me I am their pastor. That you have all these preachers that are following you. Life means nothing if you have nobody that can speak into your life. I say to you right now, maybe you're in jail. 
There is power in the blood of Jesus. The power of God can bring you out of that cell. And maybe you are here in the house and the enemy has been trying to imprison you, lock you up with addiction, lock you up with your mind thinking wrong, lock you up having a craving for drugs, trying to mess up your life. You work and work and work, but nothing to show for it. Arrest every spirit of delay in your life today in the name of Jesus Christ. Delay! You are broken in Jesus' name. In conclusion, one thing you need to learn to do while you're facing your delay, you have to learn to thank God. Are you listening to me? There's something called declarations. There's something called expectation. But there's something called manifestation. Between your expectation and your manifestation, the vehicle you're going to travel in is called praise. You got to learn to praise God anyhow. Even while your body aches, you say hallelujah anyhow. Even when your money is funny, hallelujah anyhow. Even when your credit is jacked up, hallelujah anyhow. You got to learn to press your way out of trouble. You got to learn to press your way out of difficulty. You got to learn to press your way out of sickness. Press your way. Press your way. Give God the glory. Thank Him anyway. Say, Lord, I thank you. Your grace and mercy, I thank you. For your favor in my life, I thank you. For my healing, I thank you. Job said, Though he slay me, I'm still gonna serve him. Though he slay me, I'm still gonna praise him. Though he bless him with me. Hallelujah, anyhow. I don't know who I'm preaching to this world. But if there's an area, in your life, you believe in God for acceleration. You believe in God for manifestation. You're the one that God sent me to. Find your way to the altar right now. I want to pray with you. I say, Lord, I thank you for acceleration in my life. Lord, I thank you. Learn to praise God anyhow. Don't wait till the battle is over. You can, that's right, sister. You can shout now. Right now. Say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for my new job. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for promotion of my job. Thank you for healing in my body. Thank you for making a way out of nowhere. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And pray for your pastor. While I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. This is a sermon for me. I was trying to help myself. When God said, No, while you're helping yourself, learn to help others. There is a God. 
hook. Where is Alma preaching? Come, somebody, come, come here. Praise the Lord. Pray for your pastor. I mean, there are some things. One of the most frustrating things in ministry is when your friends and your colleagues are saying, you got what it takes. But you can only, you, you, can, you can only hear them. You haven't get there yet. It's like football. You can see the end zone. But you're not there. It's a spirit of delay. See, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the rat race in ministry. Rat races. The Bible says the, the harvest is plenty. The missing link is liberal. I'm going to the altar. Hallelujah, Lord God. Lord, we bless your name. Father God, you are great and greatly to be praised. Heavenly Father, right now I lift up this man of God. Heavenly Father, I pray for a fresh anointing, O oh God, as he has poured out to the body of Christ. Lord God, I pray that you restore him and refresh him, O oh God, in every area of his life. And with his marriage, his children, all that he owned, all that he set his hands to do, O oh God. O oh God, prosper him. Enlarge his territory in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord God, your people are before you this morning. They are before your throne of grace, oh God. And I pray, oh God, as your children, they have come boldly to your throne of mercy, seeking help, seeking grace, favor, oh God, in their time of need. Lord, this is a time of need, oh God. Because right now, we refuse, oh God. We refuse to continue to be bamboozled by the devil. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, no more delay, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray, oh God, that you break every spirit of delay. In the name of Jesus, oh God, every door that has been closed in their life, Lord God, I pray that you open doors, oh God. In the name of Jesus, where there are stopping sicknesses, oh God, where healing won't come forth. I pray, oh God, that healing come forth speedily. In the name of Jesus, oh God, where every man has said no, oh God, let there be double the number of yeses. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. I pray for every business, oh God. Oh God, I pray every business prosper, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus for these men and women of God. Oh God, I pray, oh God, that you bless the fruit of their lips. That you bless the works of their hand. That you honor their steps, oh God, in your word. And I thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, will the enemy come up against them like a flood. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you raise up a standard against the enemy. And we thank you, Lord God. Oh God, I pray 
for every mountain in their life, oh God. We speak to every mountain that has come up against us. We, we command you right now to move. Let every mountain be made low in the name of Jesus. If there is a mountain, be made low right now. Speak to your mountain. Open your mouth and say, be made low. Be made low right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. We order this right now, oh God. Hallelujah. We command, oh God, that the enemy get back in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we command him to get back in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that you're stepping in right now, oh God. Oh God, you're stepping in. And Lord God, every delay is canceled in the name of Jesus. Right now, this very moment, oh God. Now, Lord God, we set ourselves in array with your word. Hallelujah, Lord God. We will walk in your will. We will walk in your way, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you that you're raising up a spirit of faith. Oh God, that our faith will not fail, oh God. Oh God, everything that we're believing you for, oh God. Oh God, is yes and amen to the glory of God. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Now, Lord God, we claim blessings. Uh, no curses, but we claim blessings, oh God. Blessings in our lives. Generational blessings in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. Now, oh God, as we leave on today, we won't leave from your presence, oh God. Oh Lord, let your spirit rest and abide upon each and every one of us, oh God, until we meet again. And we thank you. This is our prayer, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. New members, if there is one hero today who wants to become a part of the Zion Hill Church family, meet us right here at the altar. If you do not have a church home, we welcome you to meet us at the altar. This ends our service on today.